0: Welcome to Quantum Kingdom Life and virtualchurchmedia.com. We are on a Wednesday night live Bible study, and there is a group of people. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. It's been a little while since we've been together, so we're going to start off 2023 with the prophetic. The Lord has been speaking to my heart on the importance of recognizing understanding and operating in the prophetic gifts. What are the prophetic gifts? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So prophetic gifts can be discerning of spirits because they discern something that's not naturally recognized. It's a spiritual thing. What is a spirit? It could be an angel. It could be a demon. It could be the Holy Spirit. It could be a human spirit. A human spirit that's filled with joy you can recognize. Uh, An angelic spirit you can recognize either by the presence. Sometimes angels appear and they're seen in this realm. Other times you can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is In this place, when angels begin to show up, it's not always that you see them, but you can sense them. You can sense their presence. When I'm praying for people for healing, I can feel when a healing angel shows up and all of a sudden there's a hand on my back, but there's nobody behind me. And there's a heat that comes on my back and then I feel it go down my arm and it goes into person's body and they're healed or i can be praying for somebody and i'll feel a heat come across my hand where like an angel is reaching and laying hands on so it's not my healing power but it's our obedience to pray for the sick that god releases the healing often through the anointing of the holy spirit through a word of knowledge a word of wisdom or through angelic support angelic cooperation angelic assistance or angelic healing is released and so when we're faithful to obey God in what we have God is faithful to provide what we don't have so we're going to begin in 2023 talking more and more about the prophetic I have an entire series an eight-part series online called hearing God 25 Different Biblical Ways. In fact, we're just finishing up the audio book, Hearing God, 25 Different Biblical Ways. Uh, Probably going to be available on virtualchurchmedia.com and also on Audible. But one of the things that we teach on in the 25 different ways in which God speaks is the five spiritual senses or the five prophetic senses And so what I'm going to do tonight is we're going to kind of launch out into the deep as it relates to the prophetic and get us kind of started this direction because we don't just want to learn academically. We don't just want to learn intellectually about the prophetic. We want to begin to operate in it. Otherwise, it's just an intellectual Christianity or another teaching or seven points in a poem. This is about equipping the saints for the work of ministry that we might go out, launch out into the deep, and go equip others and plunder hell and populate heaven. So, the pri- five prophetic senses using the model of our five physical senses sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. Sight, number one. Hearing, number two. Smell, our olfactory senses, number three. Taste, Number four, and touch. Number five, we discover another way that God speaks to us. Now, we know he speaks in a still, small voice. We know that he speaks through the word. We know that he speaks through messenger angels. Jesus could appear and speak, right? He could rebuke you through the mouth of a donkey like he did in Balaam's situation in Numbers 22. We know that there's a variety of ways in which God speaks. Tongues with interpretation of tongues is another one. The primary way in which God speaks to us is through his written word so we pray to god and speak to him we open the bible and he will quicken or make it alive make alive the scriptures to us all of a sudden something something lifts off the page we feel a burning in our heart we're like oh my gosh or a revelation i don't know if you've ever been reading something in the scriptures you're reading reading and all of a sudden something just jumps off the page and it's god speaking to you and you hand somebody the bible and say read this read this and they look they're like yeah that's that's nice because that's not what God is speaking to them. Because he's a personal God. Three months later, they might come to you, check out this verse, oh my gosh. You're like, yeah, I showed that to you three months ago. You did? Because God didn't speak it to them three months ago, he spoke it to them today. And that's the difference between the written word, the logos, the said word of God, versus the rama, the saying word of God, the present tense, god speaking today through the written word now when god speaks to you through some of the five prophetic senses sight hearing smell taste or touch we then have to identify what he's saying so if i like wave over to you and you wave back i might look at you like i'm actually signaling you i need help and i'm in trouble but i'm not trying to act like i'm in trouble because I don't. so there's ways that you can communicate with people that may look like one thing but you're actually communicating something else well sometimes god communicates to us and it's the glory of god to conceal a matter proverbs 25 2 but the glory of kings to search out a matter god often speaks in metaphors he often say oh what, what do you see Jeremiah, I see a rod budding. You know, what does that mean to you? You know, or uh, Ezekiel, what do you see? I see a valley of dry bones. Can these bones live? Thou knowest, Lord. Prophesy to the bones. What? And so we prophesy to the bones and all of a sudden in the vision, sinews come on. So he participates with us with the prophetic. So it's not just about seeing. It's about interpreting and applying what you've been shown. So there's three components to a prophetic word. Revelation, is it God? Is it the devil? Is it my flesh? Is it too many anchovies on the pizza before bed and I had a pizza (laughs) dream, Right? Or is this God? If it's God, that's component one. Component two, to unlock the mystery, like a three combination lock. Component one, revelation. Is it God? If so, we move forward with component two. Interpretation, what does this mean? And then if God speaks to us what it means, then we can go to component three. Application, what do we do with this information? How do we apply? So it's revelation, interpretation, application. Revelation, interpretation, application giving illustration i love to use this one i read it in a book one time and there was a guy praying for someone and he was young in the prophetic and the instructor said you don't have to have all the answers when praying for somebody and you get a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or you see a glimpse in the spirit or a vision or something you just sometimes can pray in and say god what is this thing that i just saw And sometimes God will give more information, other times he doesn't because it's a team sport. It's not a one-man evangelizing band. We are the body of Christ. The eye and the ear and the hand, we all come together. We don't do it all, but together we can do it all. So as the man was praying, he had a vision, film clip vision, and there was a candle burning brightly over the man's head. So he began to think, what is this? What does this mean, Lord? Then he began to think of the scriptures. The, the spirit in man is the candle of the Lord. He said, well, I didn't see it inside of him. I saw it over his head. And he said, Lord, what is this? I've got the revelation. What's the interpretation? What's the application? And the Holy Spirit said, just tell him what you see. And he humbly, a little bit of trepidation, said, I, I, I think I have a revelation. I think I just had a vision. I don't know what this means. Maybe he'll give you the interpretation and the application. And he says, what is it? He says, I see a candle burning brightly over your head. And the man says, oh, praise God, I'm supposed to take the job at the candle factory. (laughs) So there are times that God will give you revelation that isn't necessarily interpreted verse by verse, but in a practical application of life, It is interpreted because the person's been praying about a confirmation on whether they're supposed to take the job Uh at the candle factory. But the person that prayed for him had no clue, no idea. So prophetic senses or prophetic gifting has nothing to do with information that you read about somebody on social media. It's not about an ear pierce where you've got an earpiece and they took you know data from the congregation and then somebody speaks it into your ear and then you speak it out. That's called fraudulent activity or cold reading or reading off social media. I'm talking about revelation from the Holy Spirit that no man knoweth other than the person that might know them that would birth faith in them to believe that Jesus is alive or will give confirmation to them. So, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the prophetic. We're getting into the five prophetic senses. Uh, One, sight. Two, hearing. Three, smell. Four, taste. And five, touch. And the three components of a prophetic word, revelation, interpretation, and application. Revelation, interpretation, and application. So, if you had accurate revelation, but you had inaccurate interpretation, interpretation, You could take a genuine prophetic word from the Lord and it would become fractured, polluted, or perverted. Mm -hmm. And this is what often happens in the prophetic. People are immature and in their maturing process, either they're rejected instead of celebrated and getting one out of three right. We need to celebrate one another. When we get one out of three right. But we also need to humble ourselves and say, you know, I missed it on interpretation. I missed it on application. I've had people come to me before with an accurate prophetic word, but a wrong spirit. What do you do? You receive the word and you reject the spirit. Sometimes they have an insight and a revelation about you that might be a little bit corrective, but instead of praying through, and coming in love and bringing it for edification, exhortation, and comfort, which the simple or the entry-level gift of prophecy is for, they bring it corrective, like they're a prophet. And instead of prophesying, they end up prophet because they misrepresented the father because they came in a wrong spirit. Because if the simple gift of prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort, and they came with that, and you felt condemned, shamed, and guilty, and rejected, That's the wrong spirit. So you can get the right revelation about somebody and not be filled with the Father's love in how to deliver it. And now you've just come in his name without love and you've used his name in vain. People say, oh David, did you hear so-and-so? He used the name of the Lord in vain. And I say, well, you know, I think I've seen you do that as well. No, I don't use the the God-you-know-what word. I go, yeah, but you use his name in vain. I've seen you do it. No, no, I don't do that. Yeah, because you prophesied in his name in a wrong spirit. Amen. Ooh, amen or ouch. Amen or ouch. Hallelujah or heretic. <laughs> so in 2023, we're sharing how to begin to recognize, operate in, and release the prophetic that brings edification, exhortation, and comfort to people to lift them up and out of their situation, not to condemn them in it. You know, God doesn't need to send somebody to say, I caught you doing this. Like, for example, sometimes God gives me revelation specifically with men that have pornography issues. And this is an epidemic problem right now in our nation. And I've been fortunate never to have a porn issue. I had other issues. But that just wasn't one of them so I'm not judging just saying great by the grace of God there go I so it's never been an issue with me so I don't understand that how a two-dimensional image can like grab people for hours just makes no sense but I had a problem with the three-dimensional ones (laughs) right that was an issue a lot a lot of fasting and God broke that out of me right so it was a process over a long period of time so we need to give people grace to grow grace to mature grace to repent And remember, um, God doesn't deal with us today based upon where we're at. He deals with us today based upon where he wants to take us to. And sometimes there's a sharper correction because he wants to correct us. Other times there's grace correct. I'll never forget the story of Fraga. And Fraga had a terrible pornography and masturbation problem. He was Cuban. He was in on the Mary-Ledda boat lift. And... I was 1991 or something, and I was just really starting to operate in the gifts of healing. And he damaged his ankle, he twisted it, and it was all swollen, it was all Christmas colors and everything like that. And They gave him Motrin, which is kind of like the cure-all in federal prison for everything. Got AIDS? Motrin. Got a twisted foot? Motrin. Toothache? Motrin. Got a headache? Motrin. I mean, they give you Motrin for everything there, right? And so, it's the big joke. They gave this guy Motrin for stage four cancer one time. We prayed for him and God healed him, getting the Motrin back. That's another story. So here was Fraga, and Fraga was unsaved, and he was Cuban, and he was in the Santaria, Palamayombre, Hombre, which is, you know, Los Santeros, you know, the, uh, they, they they sacrifice jalapenos and you know, things <laughs> to the little, little gods that they make, you know, little bitty gods, little, little guys and so uh, but you know that that's the culture but god wanted to introduce him to jesus and god loved fraga just the way he was but he loved him way too much to leave him in that condition and so as fraga was walking he came back he's on crutches and i said what happened and so qué, qué, qué I know anybody, you know i forget what he said and bottom line is i looked and i'm like oh that's bad so I said, "Can I pray for you?" And uh, he says, "Okay." So I laid hands, and he like jumped a little bit because of the thing. And I commanded his muscles, joints, ligaments, and tendons to come back into the correct position, sizes, widths, elasticities, lengths. I broke off trauma. I commanded the uh, the swelling to cease, and I commanded everything to be healed in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he looked at me, and he like like looked like, "What was that?" And I thought he was looking at what I said, but it was at what he felt. Because the anointing of the Holy Spirit went in. And so he literally, I yes, said, go ahead and put some pressure on it. Coming up in a walk. So he began to put, and he looked, and his eyes began to get big. Not, wow, I've been healed, but shocked. I've been healed. You know, it doesn't take a lot of faith to get healed. In fact, one of the most common things that people say when they've been healed, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever heard people say I can't believe it where's the pain where's it at it's not like oh the pain is gone you know. now as you grow in the Lord you can still have pain and then jump on a foot that's broken which I've done before until you <coughs> heal and the bones will fuse but you've got to work your faith level up to be able to do that and we start with a measure of faith and we grow it but, so he began to walk so I said I'll take these uh, crutches back so I walked back up to the infirmary and I said, oh, these are Fraga's crutches. Look, what happened, did he fall? Oh no, he's healed, he won't need these anymore. And so he walked, so I went up to his room and he unwrapped it and it still had all the Christmas colors. It looked terrible and he Stop stomping on it. No hay dolor, no hay dolor. Híjole, qué milagro. There's no pain, there's no pain. Oh my gosh, it's a miracle, it's a miracle. You know, he didn't get saved. Hmm. God will heal us while we're yet still sinners Christ died for us it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance now I could have said I can't believe that you're not going to accept Jesus right now and you're still worshiping those jalapeno gods those (laughs) on right and so but I just kind of walked off because God had a purpose in the process and God was after something much bigger in Fraga which was his heart And God knew what was coming upon Fraga down the road. And God, in his mercy, allowed him to be healed of an ankle problem because cancer was coming next. So here's what happened. About a month later, and Fraga is vociferously using God plus another compound name, That could be considered the name in vain. And it is, but not limited there to Christians who have prophelied in his name, which is using his name in vain. And by the way, no condemnation. We learn through it. And God looks not on outward appearance, but God looks on the heart and he wants us to grow. And so he comes to me and he's got this tumor on the back of his neck and there's a lump i mean the size of like half a baseball like up and he says they gave him motrin and he says it's not stopping the pain i'm like oh you know the old motrin cure for you know tumors it makes sense and so I said, Well, I'm going to pray for you. So I went and got some anointing oil. It was canola oil out of the kitchen. It was reappropriated for some stamps. And I put it on the back of his neck and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He says, I want you to pray for him. So I started to pray and I prayed and talked. I'm just waiting for the word of the Lord to either come against a spirit of infirmity, curse cancer, curse the spirit of cancer, really trying to get the mind of Christ on how to strategically go after this type of thing. Does he have unforgiveness in his life? What is the Lord requiring before the anointing will come for healing? Because not every situation is the same. I think a lot of times we don't use the prophetic gifts; we use the pathetic gifts. <laughs> we don't prophesy. We prophesy. We don't have the anointing. We're just annoying. We're not prophetic. We're just pathetic, right? These are plays on words, just to kind of like make us laugh a little bit in the process, but. It's also true and so I'm praying and I have a vision and in the vision it's like Fraga's skull is like removed and I can see right into his head and I see three little bitty spirits running around and they're like little bitty stick guys little stick men and they've got these two eyes like this that are real big on their bodies. It was really an odd shape, you know, like somebody would draw a stick mask. Now, I'm not saying every demon looks like this. This is what these look like or what they were revealed to me that day by word of knowledge. Knowledge to know something supernaturally by the Spirit that can't be known in the natural. And so I said, what are they? And uh, the Lord says, lust pornography, and masturbation. The triple braided cord's not easily easily broken. And I said, what do you want me to do? And I said, I'm going to cast them out. Before God could tell me what to do, I took action. Sounds really bold, doesn't it? Ineffective, but bold. And sometimes God will honor it. That day he did. And I said, you spirits, of lust, masturbation, and pornography. I bind you in the name of Jesus, and I command you right now. And I got ready to say, come out of him, and something grabbed my tongue, Stop me. And I'm thinking, wow, these are powerful demons. I said, you foul demons from hell, masturbation, lust, and pornography. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I was about a year and a half older than Christ. I wasn't, you know, I was maybe a little more, less mature then, and so. I said, I bind you and I command you in the name of Jesus. To... And when I said, grab my tongue again. thinking, man, Lord, how can this demon grab my tongue? The Lord says, that's not a demon. That's me. I didn't tell you to cast them out. <laughs> I said, why would you show me these and then not have me cast them out? See, sometimes God shows us something for intercession in the chronology of events. And we don't Always have to take action now, but it's for intercession or to reveal a deeper problem because God's getting ready to do something greater in your life down the road. And I said, Well, why can't I cast them out? He says, Because if you were to cast them out, you would be doing him a disservice right now. He's not ready yet. The demons would only come back with seven more wicked than themselves, and the latter state of him would be far worse than the former. Now, curse the tumor on his neck and command it to shrivel up and die in Jesus' name. And so I did, and in my hand, it, it shrunk, not completely, but it shrunk noticeably, like instantly. And it was like on his neck, but it no longer looked like half a baseball sticking out. And he says, tell him he'll be completely healed within seven days. They shall lay hands on the stick and they shall recover. So what is a miracle? It's an instantaneous healing. What is a healing? It's a healing over the process of time. Sometimes we operate in the gifts of healing. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you pray for somebody, you curse sickness, disease, whatever it is. And they're like, I don't feel any different. I believe. When I declared the word, God's word does not go forth, return void, but it accomplishes what it's been sent forth to do. Jesus cursed the fig tree, and the fig tree the next day was withered up from its roots. Why wasn't it withered up instantly? It's Jesus. Sometimes you do things, they wither up instantly. Sometimes the word goes forth and doesn't return void, and you stand on that word, and you watch the word work. So... I cursed that thing, it shrunk, and I said to him, I said, God told me within seven days. Well, within three days, there was no record of it in his neck. Now, it may have been underneath, continuing to dry up and die. I couldn't see that. But Fraga was healed of a tumor and was able to give back the miracle drug of Motrin back to the same person that gave him the crutches two months earlier. Well, Fraga continued to have a lust, masturbation, and pornography issue. And because this is a prevalent problem in America and with pastors that preach on Sunday morning, one out of seven pastors went to a pornography site twice this week and intended to go there before they preached on Sunday morning. This is a problem, and it's becoming prolific with women as well. So, Those of you who are looking at me like, why are you talking about this? Because it's a real issue. And it's a real issue within the body of Christ as well as within the world. And so you may not have this issue. I'm fortunate not to have it. You may have other issues. We'll get to you next. But this is for other people that need this. Right? So Fraga would have his issue watching Wilma Flintstone on TV. Cartoons would do it for him. And I'm not going to go into detail, but he had such an issue that eventually he got caught in the kitchen while working there, and that's a no-no. And so he was now guilt, shame, condemnation. Nobody wanted to talk to him. He's alone. And my friend RG, I said, the Lord spoke to me. We're supposed to go to the yard. So we had to walk like a half a mile to the yard, and it's 50-minute move so you move for 10 minutes and then 50 minutes you're stuck in that location in what you call a, a controlled movement in control gated facilities from location to location that can kind of keep prisoners from rioting and segment them all anyway long story short we go down there it's like 10 below zero the wind is blowing and here we're stuck on the yard for 50 minutes and what do we see The only other person on the yard is Frocker. And he's sitting in the cold with his coat on and his hat on. And he's a broken man. Remember, the God who healed his ankle. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. The God who healed him of tumor on the neck. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Not the condemning God. Not the finger-pointing God. Not the you got this, you deserve it, God. But the goodness of God. Jesus Christ comes to give life and to give it more abundantly. The thief, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we went out, asked him how he was doing. He told us what had happened. Nobody wants to talk to him. I said, can we pray for you? Are you ready to be free from lust, pornography, and masturbation? He said, yes. We cast the demons out. They came out effortlessly. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he was marvelously delivered because of the prophetic gifts of spiritual sight to be able to see in a vision that occurring. Is that helpful at all? That's yeah, how some man. of the gifts, how they operate. I would encourage you to go online and pull up uh, the Hearing God series, David Arabedian. Joanna and I are actually on that series together. She's kind of playing the piano and she gives really great input on some illustrations. It's an eight part series, but it will help you or get my book Hearing God 25 Different Biblical Ways. It's on Amazon, Kindle, softback, hardback, I think, and now it's about to be out on audiobook, so you can listen to it when you drive down the road. So, using the model of our five physical senses, spiritual sight, spiritual hearing, spiritual smell, spiritual taste and touch, we discover another way that God speaks to us. He will give us revelation through seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching spiritually. Although this may initially sound strange, there are scriptural precedents for God speaking to us through our five senses spiritual senses. Number one, spiritual sight. Prophets were often called seers in the Old Testament. Just because you have a seer, gifting doesn't make you a prophet, but you might have a prophetic gifting. Well, David, what's the difference? Well, again, I'm glad you asked. So I can go make a birdhouse. I can get some wood and a saw and some sandpaper and some nails. David Herobedean. Dr. David Mm Haribeating can make a birdhouse. (laughs) The bird might like living there, but somebody who looks at the birdhouse would not be impressed. Then there's somebody that doesn't just have carpenter skills like me, but they're a craftsman level carpenter. Mm -hmm. And they are a carpenter. Me, I can do a little bit of carpentry work. There's a fisherman who catches fish. And then there's the fishless fisherman, which might be me if I go. Although I I pretty much catch fish. But but my point is there's people that do it professionally and they're fishermen. Me, I can fish, but I'm not a fisherman. See the difference? So you can have a prophetic gifting but not be a prophet. So don't get a little, you know, the big head. You get a couple of words of knowledge of this and that. I'm a prophet and I'm going to get a business card and this and that. I don't run around and call myself a prophet. Mm-hmm. I have friends that do call themselves prophets because they commonly operate in the prophet's office, not for exhortation, edification, and comfort only, but direction, clear specifics, times, seasons, dates of when things will come to pass. Deadly accurate. That's different levels. But we all start somewhere and we move our way up. Mm-hmm. So, Spiritual sight, prophets were often called seers in the Old Testament. First Kings chapter two, we find an example of the gift of discerning of spirits operating through spiritual sight. That's what I had that day at spiritual sight when I saw the three, you know, wireframe little guys, you know, less masturbation and pornography running around. I afraid I was going to cast them out, but then the Holy Spirit stopped, but they they got theirs later on, didn't they? The frog was delivered. So, gift of discerning of spirits operating through spiritual sight. When Elijah was translated to heaven, Elijah saw a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah, and he also received Elijah's mantle for ministry. Consider what the prophets said when they saw him. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho opposite saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah rests upon Elisha." How did they see a spirit resting upon him? Because they were prophets and they were seen by discerning of spirits that the spirit of elijah rested upon elisha in fact he got a double portion it it, it got bigger when it was transferred yeah. and so there are times when i see a mantle on somebody i remember i was up uh actually i ended up speaking in that church briefly uh up in north carolina it was a uh, oh, mighty man of god and his wife she had just come off a 40-day fast and as she's coming off, I saw her standing there, and I looked, and I said, she has the, the mantle of Ruth Ward Heflin on her, which is a mighty you know, healing evangelist of creative miracles and tremendous signs and wonders. It was Mahesh and Bonnie Chabda. It was Bonnie. And I looked, and I thought, well, this is strange. You know, who's Ruth Ward Heflin? I've heard about her. Anyway, after the service, I walked into their library where you could buy books, like a bookstore, and there was a book, I think three of them, about Ruth Ward Heflin. And this woman had been studying Ruth Ward Heflin, and sure enough, she's on this 40 day fast. That mantle came to her, and she and her husband operated in crazy signs and wonders. Dead, being raised, they'd have crusades, a half a million people, book on full display, and uh, Mahesh and Bonnie Chavka. And so my point is you can sometimes see mantles on people now nobody else saw it but I did why because God wanted to reveal that to me then he had me go study Ruth Ward Heflin so it was a way that he caught my attention and I even said to Mahesh I said your wife has a mantle on her the mantle of Ruth Ward Heflin he looked and he smiled and he didn't say anything about it you know and so but he acknowledged and so You can get mantles from people. What is a mantle? It's the same empowerment that they had for their ministry comes upon you. You can even get a double portion of that mantle and recognize it. I was going to do some consulting work about nine years ago at Oral Roberts University. and While I was driving there, I got a phone call from somebody who hadn't spoken to me in like six months. They called me. The Lord told me to call you. I was praying in tongues told me you're about to get a new healing mantle and he says if you can perceive it you can receive it instantly I saw a vision of a mantle floating over Oral Roberts University I'm driving down the road Explain 75 what a mantle is. so a mantle is an empowerment that you receive that somebody else carries Jesus had a mantle of authority now there's a physical mantle which you'd wrap yourself in but we're talking about spiritual ones And so this empowerment. So I saw this mantle of healing floating over Oral Roberts University, over the university. Now I wasn't even sight, but I'm driving down the road. This person calls me, and I'm having a vision. And he says, if you can perceive it, you can receive it. And I said, I see it. He says, take it. So I'm driving down the road on cruise control with a Bluetooth in my ear at the time, and I reached up I grabbed it and I put it on like around my waist I this, this is what happened so from that day forward I started operating in a greater healing gift so somebody left that mantle behind I don't know if it's Oral Roberts or Richard I, I don't know who it was but it was there and I went into consulting work and a tremendous healing anointing came from that day forward in that area another time a prophet friend of mine, Prophet Phil, who operated in a lot of dental miracles and a lot of deaf ear miracles. I called him on the phone one day and I said, Prophet Phil, I said, when you come to my church, I notice a lot of deaf ears pop open. I said, I would really like that anointing for deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And he paused and he said, Well, Brother David, he says, the Lord tells me that you paid the price in the natural and in the spirit, and your character's developed to handle this. He says, I just got a mantle upgrade. He says, and mine hasn't gone to anybody. He said, if you can perceive it, you can receive it. Mm -hmm. Instantly, I saw like an old boxer's belt. Now, I'm just giving you these experiences. Mm -hmm. And remember, experiences are confirmed by the word. They're also confirmed in the natural by manifestation Mm -hmm. and fruit. So I looked and I described to him what I saw. He says, that's exactly what it looks like. He says, if you can perceive it, you can receive it. Go ahead and grab it. So I reached out, I grabbed it and I put it on and I flew to Cal- California and that night, deaf ears started popping open. And I mean, 70 to 80% of the people during that season, I pray for, they just pop open. In fact, uh, Joanna can confirm this. We were in Victorville. And I prayed for a man one time who had no ear parts at all. And he was born without them. And I saw like a creative miracle. Creative miracle is where there's nothing there and it creates something new. A recreative miracle is where there's something there that's broken and it recreates it and restores it. A healing is something that's damaged and it restores Recreative takes what's there and recreates it like a restoration. Creative puts something there that's not there at all. So you can have a missing kidney or a missing eye. Creative will create a new one. Whereas a, a damaged eye or a damaged liver or a damaged kidney gets recreated and it's healed. Or you've got a kidney that's sick, it's healed, Recreative, creative. And for creative miracles to operate, you will feel a different level of His presence. And angels will often be present. So, in the outer courts, we have the word, speak the word. In the inner courts, the gifts of the spirit operate word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gifts of healing, this and that. And there's an anointing for that. But in the Holy of Holies, we have the word, the gifts, and we cooperate with angels. And those are the highest levels of miracles that happen where angels ascend and descend. And when you get into that realm, it's effortless miracles. And you don't have to labor at all. You can just flow in that thing. So, this day, what happened was I had a vision with the prophetic, and I saw what appeared to be like a saxophone-type metaphor came in with all these parts into it, and I didn't know he didn't have uh, any of ear parts. I probably wouldn't have prayed for him because I wouldn't have had the faith.? Right. And so sometimes God withholds information from you so that you can have enough faith. You're like, "Oh, you're on a healing roll for you know, deaf ears." Let's pop this one open next in the name of Jesus. No, there is nothing to pop open. He's got no parts. And while I'm praying for him, I see this vision and it comes in, it's like new parts come in and I see he's got like this hearing horn that comes out almost like a saxophone. And so instantly he's able to hear and his wife is freaking out because she's talking behind him and he can hear everything. He's like, yeah, I can hear. Anyway, he got completely healed with no parts in his ear. Now, do I run around and say, oh, you don't have any parts? That's my wheelhouse. I own that one. I don't own that one. That's something that happens occasionally, but deaf ears are far more common for them to pop open or anvil, stirrup, and hammer to be recalibrated in the name of Jesus under the sound of my voice or spirit of deafness or dumbness come out or spirit of distortion or trauma be broken or... Nerves to be healed or regenerated. That's more common. But new parts inside of an ear is not common for me. I'd like it to be. There's a price to pay for that level of anointing. And let me share something with you. When you operate more and more in the prophetic. Is this helpful for anybody? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you operate more and more in the prophetic. You are exposing the enemy. And you've just gone into his neighborhood. Mm And exposed him or kicked him off his crack corner and put bibles there and there's often retaliation from the enemy that's right he'll come at you with accusation he'll come at you with sickness healing ministers often fight sickness because they've cast so much of it mm-hmm. out of other people mm-hmm. they now have to battle it mm-hmm. trying to retaliate because when the spirit goes out of a man it goes to dry air places seeking rest When it finds none it comes back to the house from whence it came out of says behold i'll take seven more spirits more wicked than myself and then the latter end of this man will be far worse than the former by the way words of jesus uh matthew chapter 12 verses 42 through 45. so i'm not making this stuff up just on metaphors and visions this stuff is anchored also in scripture and i've got a book called dealing with demons it's also on amazon encourage you to get that and study to show yourself approved a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth don't just believe it because i say it Mm -hmm. and don't disbelieve it because you've never read about it in the bible be a good berean receive with readiness of mind the word that's preached and then go study the scriptures to see if these things are so and so uh, that happened he got healed and so we need to enjoy those moments of creative miracles and then seek the Lord for them to become more and more common. We also know that sometimes there's a delay between the time we pray and the time they're manifest. So that's spiritual sight. And so these young men saw that the spirit of Elijah was now upon Elisha, just like I saw the spirit of Ruth, Ruth Ward Heflin, or the mantle. Not her human spirit, but the mantle she carried of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was passed from one generation to the next for the glory of God. Also, I'll just share this with you. And we're going, to, we're going to close here in a few minutes because we don't want to go too long. So we, we started a little bit late tonight, but when we grow from faith to faith and grace to grace and from glory to glory, we, we always want the more with the Lord. That's why I think he said nevertheless. I think it means always the more. But and these young men saw that the spirit of Elijah was now upon Elijah. But the mantles that are past, like I received mantles that have been imparted to me through men of God. People are chasing these men of God, serving these men of God, and they want that mantle. And that person might be aging out, getting ready to go with the Lord. I'll show up to a service and they'll like call me out. Bam, the mantle comes to me and they get upset. I'm like, I didn't even want it. You know, There was two people that laid hands on me and I did not want necessarily their mantles or a piece or an impartation of their mantle because moses laid hands on the 70 and they got that anointing but it didn't diminish on moses so you can impart without losing it in fact the more you impart and raise others up the more it sometimes increases on your life so david Hogan laid hands on me he and his teams have had like 500 raised from the dead of course, they've been a couple hundred thousand murdered over in, you know, Juarez, Mexico in the drug wars with the Sinaloa cartel. And so they have the need for dead raising a little more than we do sometimes here. And his life is always in danger. Anyway, so I'm in a service in Kansas and went up just for prayer and he like lays hands on me, looks at me. Grabs me. He stares at me. He looks at me. And David's kind of a a little bit of a scary guy in the spirit because he's had like I think 32 raised from the dead just through his left hand I mean people get raised from the dead that die on the plane the wife's like you're gonna let him die not my problem she says you know God put you on the plane for." I'm tired I just got done with three days of ministering go raise him from the dead and so he'll raise them and the person's spirit has been out of their body; gets pulled back in and everybody on the plane sees it it's got an advanced result so I mean look up David Hogan you watch him and you know you can decide what you want but uh he's going to be a friend of mine's church in august we might fly him for that but i remember when he was holding on to me he looked at me and he just started staring in my eyes he said oh he said you're like me and i'm like no no
1: i'm not like you
0: <laughs> because i mean he has to go through so much really difficult stuff i mean he's on 40 day fast i mean and i'm like i, I I I don't, I don't, I'm just not, I'm not really ready to go through that right now. And, and so bottom line is, he says, yeah, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Right? I mean, I want it, but I don't, right? I don't want to pay the price. I don't want to pay the price right now. I've already paid the price for this and for this and for this. I want to rest. And he says, yeah, Lord, I'll do it. He says, you're called to international ministry. He says, you're called to raise the dead." He's staring at me. Yeah, he got of smile. People are coming up, he's laying hands around him with the power. He lays hands on me and I stand there he looks. He says, Yeah, Lord, I'll do it. Says, Lord told me to reach into the river of fire for you. So he reaches down and he like puts it on my head, and I feel like this fire anointing come on me. And he says, Yeah, Lord, I'll do it. I was do what? He says, Lord told me to reach deep down in the river of fire for you. I'm thinking, what is the river of fire, right? I gotta go study this, you know? And so he reaches way down, looks, it, and he reaches down again. He says, he told me to get you a double portion. Oops. He put it on my head. So what you don't know is, my dad would later die in front of me at age 90, and in front of my mm. wife, and it would be raised from the dead. Mm. And live six more years. Mm. In the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Had I not received impartation then, would my dad have been raised from the dead years later because I wouldn't have had the mantle or the anointing. The things I had to go through to carry that. Now, do I operate in dead raising anointing commonly? No, in fact, I've gone to pray for the dead and they weren't raised prior to my dad being raised. Do I believe the dead to be raised? Yeah, sometimes it's time for a person to go home. So you can't pray for it because it's not in the timing of the Lord. They finish what was written in the books for them. But other times, God wants to do an extension. I went to pray for a 12-year-old girl, and the Lord spoke to me. It took me an hour and a half to get in to pray for her. And this was after I would received that impartation. The Lord says, the longer she's here with me, the less she'll want to be, come back and be there with you. Heaven's a glorious place. It took me an hour and a half to get in when I'm in front of like, you know, three detectives with badges and she's on the mm. stainless steel and she's laying down and the eye is open, staring back at beautiful little 12 year old, blonde haired girl and the mother's distraught. There was, she got sick and she died and the mother didn't bring her to the hospital, didn't get her proper medical treatment, so there's an investigation. And here I am in this situation. Who are you? How do you know the deceased? Um, I don't. I was buying shirts at Dillard's, they told me. <laughs> Anyway, long story short, I had so much faith for her to be raised from the dead. But the time that I went and arrived, to the time I was able to get in there had been an hour and a half. And the Holy Spirit said these words. The longer she's here with me, the less she'll want to come back and be with you. Mm -hmm. And she went on to be with the Lord. But that birthed faith in me because I stepped out on faith and risk. I risked my freedom. I think I was still on federal parole at the time. I mean, honestly, I like taking step down. Long story short, here's what happened. Because I did what I could do then is God did a miracle for my father and he lived six more years and continued to dive 10-meter tower, TomHaraBedian.com. Check it out at 88. He was a silver bullet, diving 10-meter tower. And at 92, he won three gold medals, diving 10-meter tower. And he lived six more years. You want to teach your children how to operate in the gifts of the spirit. You want to teach your children how to heal the sick and how to cast out devils. And you want to teach your children how to raise the dead because you never know when you might need it. So we're closing. Spiritual sight, spiritual hearing is God will speak a word in your ear. Here's the way walk you in it. Spiritual smell. You can walk in, smell a lily of the valley the bright, uh, the, the rose of Sharon. You can also smell demons. One of the most nasty smelling demons. It's not popular, but it's from an alternative lifestyle. And if you don't believe me, ask God to open up the realm of the spirit around somebody with that spirit in it. And you'll experience what I experienced. And I say, close it up, close it up, close it up, close it up. I don't want to smell that anymore. So you can smell in the realm of the spirit the presence of, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And you can smell the fragrance of heaven. You can also smell demons. Number three is spiritual smell. So you got spiritual sight, spiritual hearing, spiritual smell, and then spiritual touch. Sometimes I'll lay hands or I'll just touch somebody and I'll feel something in them. And I'm like, oh, they have a spirit of violence or a spirit of this or a spirit of whatever. And I'll recognize by touch the spirit in them. Or they have a warm, loving spirit or spirit of joy. You can sometimes touch somebody. just put your hand on their How are you doing this and how Do you hug them? Sometimes you can feel the spirit of lust on them, spirit of, you know, whatever. And you're like, okay, Lord, what do I do with this? Number one, beware. Number two, deal with it or pray for them and intercede for there will be a time for deliverance at a later time. And the other way that you can operate in the spiritual senses is spiritual taste. You might be around somebody and when you're around them, you'll taste sickness. And you'll be like, "What? why am I tasting sickness? Because it's in them and the Lord's revealing it by spiritual taste that there's sickness in them and then you'll be able to go cast it out or to intercede Pray for them. But I just want to talk about uh, this spiritual uh, smell. Sometimes as you're operating in spiritual smell, it's to bring you into a place of warning or for them to be good. Or for you to say, oh, then you announce the Rose of Sharon. I don't know. If, and other people. So I'm smelling it too. Other people are like, I'm smelling this. And if you move over into that area, you'll smell it there as, as angels are coming in from the throne of God. Anyway, these things are prophetic, but they bring you into a better relationship with the Lord. Now, I just want to balance this before we close. I've also had people come into our services that are like chasing angel feathers and, you know, fairy dust and all kinds of other things. And the whole thing is about manifestations. You go to pray for them. And it's not the holy spirit that knocks them down it's exhibitionism on their part or courtesy drop or they just want to be like noticed or feel like god loves them and they normally have rejection issues and this and that and they want to show you you know that i got this in a service i'm like don't you wear a down coat well yeah and you got a feather my question is this when you hit the ground could the feather have popped out of your down feather coat and that's what you got instead of an angel feather And they're like no no i'm like i don't want you pull one out and they don't want to talk to you anymore so i'm quick to call people into accountability when i they have fake manifestations because my wife and i really aren't so much into manifestation as we are into transformation transform lives is what's most important so if you sit stoic and you never see a manifestation but your life has changed and you're changing your character into the image and likeness of the sun i'd much rather see that with the transformed life than manifestations when you're shake rattling and rolling it over the floor and got you know so much tears going the mascara is flying you look like a raccoon i'm okay with that if it's a transformed life but if it's just another show go do it in the back room and stop distracting people from god but if it's a move of god People that will get around you will feel the presence and the love and the joy and they'll rejoice with you in the process so tonight to capsule as we talk about the five spiritual senses spiritual sight spiritual smell spiritual hearing spiritual touch and spiritual taste ask the lord to begin to awaken you to any gift and prophetic gifting that he wants to for his glory that you grow in your relationship with Him and be more effective in recognizing and discerning the spirit of truth from the spirit of error, angels from demons, and when God is moving in the house, you can move with Him. Is that helpful at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, it wasn't real strong. Was that helpful at all? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes. I guess, you know, I guess it's probably not polite when your mouth's full. You don't want to eat with your mouth full. You were getting fed, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. So we're gonna pray for manifestation. Joanna, would you come to the piano? just to kind of uh, set an atmosphere. So virtualchurchmedia dot com, Hearing God series that's on YouTube, uh, David and Joanna and Virtual Church Media. And then uh, what else did we talked about the book Dealing with Demons would be a good one to get you can get that off Amazon. And and go study some things online. You know there's a lot of stuff that you can study and watch for free. We're not just trying to point you to products that you you need to buy or something like that, go source whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to source so you can grow in Him. And then you can also give into ministries because when you sow in, you push the gospel forward to other people and somehow it helps solidify it into you. If you've never partnered with us or sown into our ministry, just pray and obey. That's another great way to learn how to hear God's voice. God actually spoke. You know, God once time told me to give a certain amount, I said, I rebuked you, Satan, that can't be for me. But then I did and then God blessed me on the other side. So we're gonna go ahead and pray for impartation, for prophetic and activation. And for those of you who've been off into some other religions and you say, well, I got my third eye open. Well, guess what? Wouldn't you rather have the seven eyes of the Lord that roam to and fro throughout the earth? Wouldn't you rather have the sevenfold Spirit of God, Spirit of wisdom and counsel and might and knowledge and, 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 and the quick understanding of the Lord and the Spirit of God and the fear of the Lord? Why don't you upgrade from your third eye being open and get the real thing? There's no high like the most High. God wants you to exchange the single for the sevenfold. Because remember, he said, nevertheless, that means always the more. There's always so much more to God. Don't satisfy yourself with a little jalapeno God. Get That's the God a- no, of the Bible. God. That's right. Get the God of the Bible, not that Santaria God or something else. Get the God of the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Get the God of the trusty 66 books of the Bible. So we're going to pray for impartation. Joanna, do you have anything to share before we... What that? Um, no. Come taste of the Lord's goodness. Psalms 34, 8. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, spiritual taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The word of the Lord can be sweet like honey. I ate the scroll. It was sweet in my mouth, but bitter in my stomach, the prophet said. So when you start to study these things, with an open mind and say, Lord, if this is you, I want to know. And I'm not talking about CN being so open-minded that your brain falls out, okay? There's some people that are just, you know, go too far with that. But I'm talking about be open-minded. Receive with readiness of mind the things which Paul preached, and then go home and study the scriptures to see if these things are so. So just raise your hands up to the Lord and say, Lord, I want it. Lord, I want it. I want everything you have for me. I want everything in 2023, 2023 2024, 2024 2025, 2025, 2025 and, beyond, and beyond until Jesus returns until Jesus, 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 equip, me Jesus. Me equip me with me every, every spiritual gift that I need, that I need, I need for, my for my assignment to be fulfilled, to be fulfilled in, the in the earth and I thank you for it, and I thank you for right, it now. right now and I receive it I, receive I perceive it, it. I perceive it and I receive it. I take it unto me. I take it under me. For, your glory, For your glory. That my joy might be made complete. That my joy might be made complete. For your glory. For your glory. And, that joy might be made and that others' joy might be made complete. And every chain is broken. Jesus. The, captives are set free. the captives are set free. The gospel is established. The gospel is established. Your kingdom comes. Your, kingdom comes. Your, will is done. Your will is done. In this earthen vessel. In this earthen vessel. And, unto other earthen and unto other earthen vessels. As it already is in heaven. As it is in heaven. And Lord. And Lord. Write my name afresh in the Lamb's Book of Life. I write my name afresh in the Lamb's Book of Life. I trade in these inferior gods. I trade in these in gods. And I take you as the one true God. And I take you as the one true God. Lord, set me free. Set me free from, every stronghold, from every, stronghold every stronghold that would limit me. That would limit me from being all I'm called to be. From all I'm called to be. In you. In you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I'm just going to pray real quick for people that struggle with frogish issue that God marvelously delivered frogger from. So I break the spirit of rejection off of you that would cause you to reach out to false comforters, cause you to reach out to two-dimensional things and cartoons and every other thing. And I break the power of this thing right now and I release the fire of God to root up, to pull down, to overthrow, to destroy the Holy Spirit by build and plan through his word and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I declare you're free, you're free, you're free for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And God may speak to you to clean off your phone, clean off your computer, even do a master reset on things to where you can't go get it back. Let the Lord show you where to clean house. But the enemy has no legal right from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Jesus amen. name. Amen, amen and amen. I'm David. This is my lovely wife. We are the Obedience Virtual Church Media. We will see you again next week. You can also go to joannaspodcast.com. Joanna's podcast, all one word, no apostrophe. And Joanna has just released her podcast with Charisma Media. Yep. And so she has tremendous guest speakers called Reveal the Diamond Within with Joanna Herabedian. And it's joannaspodcast.com. We'll take you there and begin to share it out, Joanna'sPodcast.com, so you can reveal the diamond that you are on the inside. Unearth that diamond and shine like you were designed right. in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bye bye. Bye bye.